That might help. Oh, oh hey. give it a whirl. Hey, everybody. This is Jacob Ross with JLB Morelia. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. You're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Enjoy. Crowded. Yeah, there's all this stuff everywhere, man. Like, yeah, there is a lot of stuff. I'm really tired of it. And I'm mostly tired of sweating. Yeah. Every everywhere. You at the shop? Everywhere, man. I don't have AC in my car. I don't have AC in my car either. So, so I feel you there. I have to roll down all my windows and get on the road quick, otherwise I bake. I just, I thoroughly hate hot weather. I'm with you. Like, I know people say, be careful what you wish for, but at this point, I'll take snow. I don't care. Fuck yeah. I take snow. I just, I'm I'm so tired. Everyone's like, oh, you don't want snow. Yeah, I do. I do want snow. I'd rather be cold than hot any day. Yeah. You can add layers infinitely but eventually you can only get so naked yeah that's exactly what i say you can always put on more clothes when you're cold but you can only take off so much in public and even then it's still blazing hot even if you're buck naked the frustrating part is it's going to be warm like this through like halloween man yeah it gets a little it, it gets a little better So tired of it, dude. Like I'm. I can tell you're getting real frustrated right now. <sighs> yeah, I hate. I hate the summer. <clears throat> really took advantage of a. Oh. Whatever. It was episode ninety, the Herpeticulture Podcast. Ninety. So ninety. Wow. Ninety. Ten away from one hundred. What are we gonna do for? Our we 100? need to figure it out. Everyone was giving me. A hard time because I was like, oh yeah, we're only 25 episodes away. <coughs> People were like, dude, that's like half a year. And here we yeah. are, we're 10 away. I don't know. Something. If anybody has any ideas, feel free to hit me up. But this is episode 90 of the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. If you people aren't tired of hearing that word and my name together, I don't blame you. Herpeticulture this, herpeticulture that. Yep. It's the only thing that works, okay? I could have gotten something dumb like Snoot Boobers radio or... Yeah. Something. Come on. Yeah. And to think this podcast is what blossomed the rest of it, in a way, in a sense. So, sorry, I'm getting, I'm all, I'm not prepared at all for this. That's alright. I have my coffee. I'm trying to guard it from roaches as I'm sweating. While trying while to While trying smoke. to light my cigar. Yes. Which, I just, I haven't had this before. 
This is the Wise Man Maduro from Foundation Cigars, and this is the Lance Arrow, which is a very good size. I was about to say, it's, it's a long one, long and skinny. It burns. Yeah. My eyes, the sweat in my eyes. You have to be out in this all day, so. Like, it's one thing if you're working in it and you expect it. It's another thing when you're, like, trying to do something like this or anything. Sit and read a book on the front porch in the mornings with some coffee or something. Like, you can't do anything outside without just being drenched. And that's what's frustrating to me is, like, I'm okay with being sweaty. When I'm expecting to be sweaty, like... When I'm doing something, no. I know that I'm going to be sweaty. But if I'm just literally sitting in my car trying to go get lunch or something and then come back to work, it's like yeah, oh. I guess I, I guess I do see that. But man, just working out in it though is it's like that I'd it's be fine brutal. with. It's, it's like brutal, I'm man. In. I hate it's it. It's to it's to be expected. But like literally, when you're just like if you're walking from you know the front door of Walmart to the back you know parking lot where you parked and you're freaking soaked by the time you get there, it's like well yeah. shit. And then the rest of the day, you're smelling like sweat. and I don't know. I just, like I yeah, said, it sucks. I'd rather be cold. You can ask Katie. Our yeah. room is like, oh, like, the thermostat's on like 73, fans on high. And half the time, I'm sleeping on top of the of the comforter and stuff. We like, set our, we set even, our thermostat to 73 at night. I'm not even on, under the covers. Yeah. Like, I'm spread eagle. Just, <laughs> I'm loving it. Taking like up the entire bed. Yep. It is a damn good Americano. But this week we are joined by nobody. It's just our our one-on-one. It's our one-on-one for the the month. I think it's been about three episodes since we did one, right? Yeah, yeah. We've actually been pretty consistent lately, the last two months. I know there was one month where we didn't have one, I think. Yeah, we we went on a string. So many awesome people. It was like the Venomous Month. We should have a Venomous Month. Venomous Month. How cool we should do we that, should do dude. it yeah like for each month yeah. and be like oh themed each month yeah theme each month? like each, each month, month like one month is like a lizard month where we have different lizards uh, one month is like an amphibian one month is a venomous one month is like maybe carpet specific one month is like miscellaneous oddball stuff like, yeah i could cool, I, right? I could get down yeah the gears are always turning, dude. Yeah, man. Always trying to move different. Yeah, I like the... But we should, like, try and coincide the months. Like, so I think Venomous Month should be, like, when it first starts warming up around the U.S. Like, when all the snakes are first starting to come out. I feel like that should be Venomous Month. So what would that what would that be like? A- well, that March, also makes... April? That makes life a little easier, too, as far as, like, deciding who we're going to have on. Because, I mean, just like the magazine, like, being a snake guy, obviously, we... We look for snake-related, you know, people to have on right. and stuff, and that's, it's not that we don't want other people on, it's just that's, like, what we're, that's, like, our... our it's what we're, we immediately, like, right. get that's, drawn that's to, our, so it's one of those things. That's our default setting, yeah. you know, so... Morelia's cool. even more specifically, yeah. it's kind of a default, but yeah, I like it. I like it a lot, because, like, we can make, like, December... I with, got my... Ooh. I got my final two copies that I needed and of course there the post go. office absolutely bent the effort loving shit out of this one what? So it's so clean pissed, looking though man it's actually completely different now as far as like Set I'll up. have to I keep them all sealed in envelopes so I can protect them for years and then if I ever want to want to take a peek at them they're there but and one day they're going to be worth millions I doubt that very much thousands but these were these were when we were using canva 
which is the awesome online software that I use to make all the graphics and like I made that Terra Orbad. Nice. It's cut off yeah. a little bit at the bottom. Yeah, I know. That's that's just because Yeah, the printing. That's all been that's all been Yeah, fixed it's been now. Oh, really? It's better now? Yes. So I finally got it figured out with MagCloud and everything and it's we're good. So Good deal, man. Working on the uh the 10th issue which should be released What's today? Thursday should be out. Monday or Tuesday, whatever the 27th is. I'm actually on time for this one, which is kind of... Like, not that we haven't been on time with the other ones, but I'm actually ahead of schedule, so, like, I'm kind of just taking my time and getting stuff done. Usually yes. it's, like, the last... The two weeks before it's supposed to come out, and I'm like, I got a whole magazine to do. Like, yeah. got to put the whole thing together. Dude. I can't see that's... You can't wipe your eyes with your shirt because your shirt's all sweaty. And it only <laughs> makes it worse. It's yeah. like being pepper sprayed and going to wipe it out but just, it's all over your hands why don't you just take your shirt off leave it off while we're out here and then use it as a rag I'm tired of roaches <laughs> it's Buford but oh, I know I know it's, never it's just summer away. I don't know why people love summer so much it's not that great yeah I don't know why people love Buford I so love much, Christmas yeah Christmas. I love Bing Crosby all the old Christmas music I love it Everyone complains about the music. I'll listen to the music year round. That's I what my dad freaking says. Freaking love classic Christmas music. God, I can't. <laughs> that surprised me so much because, like, for example, what the, the song that you sent us the other day in the group chat? Oh yeah. The yeah. face painted all people. Man, that was that was on. Some, don't get me wrong. The song went pretty hard. Uh, I'll, I'll give it that. But that was uh that was interesting. And then going from that to Christmas music, dude, you know. like Bing Crosby, man. All that old old fifties Rat Pack stuff, Frank Sinatra Christmas. I love it, and I think it's just I'll because Frank Sinatra. Though. There was like a, he's good. My my mom had this CD. It was like a a musical collection of like the classic Christmas songs, and it, that's all we listen to every Christmas. And so now, like, yeah, it's like a nostalgia thing. Like I feel like I'm six yeah. again. And, that's how know, I feel every year, man. Every Christmas, just get all Christmas. get all get all giggity. Get that time you got me for Christmas? No, that Tamagotchi. Oh. Is that before your time? Tamagotchi? You know what a Tamagotchi is? Yes. Do you really? No. Oh, man. This is amazing. So, <laughs> I got to tell you about these things. Story once, time, story time. Once upon a time. <laughs> oh. There was this little egg-shaped, I guess you'd call it a game... It had like three buttons on the on the bottom of it, right? Uh huh. And it was literally this little digital pet. You hatched it out. It had like uh Huh? No. I didn't <laughs> Okay. I don't know what happened to him. Wasn't me. Anyways. <laughs> This little thing with three buttons on it. Yep. It was a little animal that you hatched and you like named it. And then you had to like come, you had to keep, take care of it. And so it would like poop and you'd have to clean it up. You'd have to feed it. You'd have to like give it attention. And it would like beep and make noises whenever it needed something. Mm-hmm. And so like you'd have to constantly be checking your Tamagotchi. It had like a little keychain on it so you could just carry it around on yeah, your backpack. Now that you're talking about that, I feel like I do remember this a little bit. I don't think I ever had one. 
everyone killed theirs all the time because everyone finally got tired of having to take care. Yeah, I mean, like your little it's a kid, kid's toy. Oh, uh, but yeah, those and Furbies and those things were creepy. I never into Furbies. You remember those though? Yeah, they look like they look like the. Uh, I had some, dude. They'd go off in the middle of the night. Oh my and god! I'd, like, I'd <laughs> oh be no! Out. Yeah. Oh no! Game over. I'd like, be out. Middle of the night, they'd Gone. start like laughing or something. I'm no, like, man. Nope. Hell no. That's uh, a hard no. That's sex- Texas size ten no for me. So yeah, I love Christmas. So do I. I'm like Will Ferrell and Elf. I get all festive. We put lights on the house. This would be your first Christmas here, wouldn't it? No, last year was. Because we were moved in before You've been in Christmas. this house that long? They've been oh here yeah, nine I months. guess that's right. Yeah. Nine months? Yeah. Wow been almost a year time flies when you're owning a house and the magazine is almost a year old already too because the first issue came out is it november we finished it in october and that that issue got released in october as the november issue yeah so yeah dude we're coming up on jeez like we're already on issue 10 freaking crazy man no on, on the chest on the chest Little bug, little bug, little to the left right there. See oh, a little, yeah. little guy. He's a little spider. Yeah. Here you go, dude. <laughs> 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 oh, hey, there he is. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, what's what's new in the JLB Morelia house? <sighs> Nothing really new, man. I don't have much going on. Just. Same old, same old, say it every week, raising babies. They're getting nicer and nicer, though, man. But I'm probably going to start sending them off to their new owners come September-ish. So. Cool. Yeah, so just raising those guys up. Just upgraded some tubs, did a whole whole thing with some, made made some perches and the I did see those. Really, that look very nice. Yeah, I really, I actually really, really like the way they turned out, and so it's, it's actually really cool. So Riley's baby, uh, you, you know, the mail he sent me mm-hmm. from his F one clutch, um, that thing, in the six core, it was in a just a real basic hatchling tub, you know, up until recently. Um, yeah, like everybody knows I don't grow my animals very fast, so the six core lasted a good little bit. But he recently upgraded to upgraded him to a fifteen, and he would never strike feed. He would strike at the item, but I would ultimately always end up leaving it in there. But he would always eat. It was never an issue. But he's using a basic, you know, he had a hide box, purchase, water bowl, six quarts. So then I upgraded him to the 15, and I gave him a real big perch with some plants in it, water dish. I think I put a tube in there, a little, little uh, you know what I mean, paper towel tube. Yeah. And a little hide box. And, man, now he perches up, and he full-on strikes and nails anything that uh that gets near it so it's been pretty cool he's fed twice now in the in the new setup and he slammed it both times so it's been really neat normally you you see a lot of times you'll see the opposite effect they get upgraded to a bigger enclosure and they'll shy away from food because it's a bigger space but i think with the way i set it up it was uh helped them feel a lot more secure and uh yeah needless to say i'm real happy with them a lot of the animals that either stayed in their water dishes or kind of just hit all the time are now perched up and stuff. And the ones that were already perchers are always up in that junk. So, Well, we asked 
what you guys wanted us to talk about on Instagram. And our buddy Jason Keller asked, uh, said Jake's new obsession with Candoya. Ooh. What about Are it? you still obsessed? A little bit. They're cool snakes. Like, yeah, I've, 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 to be honest, like seen I've seen them at shows and I've gotten yeah. the itch, but I'm like, they're so small. Yeah, I, like, ah, it's just I have. I've like at this point, like I've kind of hit the wall on the research that I can find because there's really not much out there. So I haven't been like obsessing online about them, you know, just kind of waiting for an opportunity to uh, get some at this point. But I'm constantly thinking about how I could, you know, start babies. I've got a lot of different things rolling around in the in the old can, so. We'll see. I have to. It's probably going to be a little bit till I can, you know, get any, anyways. So. Are you still getting some from Harlan? Uh, I should at least be getting one from Harlan. So we'll see how keeping it goes. <clears throat> and if it goes well, we'll see about getting a, a mate for it. They're cool snakes, so, man. Like I yeah. said, I've seen them at shows, and they were, they were so small and they were so thin that I just was like and not thin as in like they were nourished it's just they they come out so little yeah they're tiny and when i saw them i was like i don't even have anything i can feed them like yeah. newborn pinks are even a, a yeah that's a big meal you know yeah it was insane because they were really cheap they were at a show they were i think they were like 30 or 40 bucks a piece i was like mm, might try it out i yeah. had my eye on some in the past and ended up just saying no because it's just so small, so fragile. Yeah. You know, I was like, this is probably not going to work out very well. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they're yeah, they're so tiny, man. It's it's hard, you know. But they're it's it sucks because they're one of those snakes. Once you get them going, they're they're so solid, really easy to care for, really good feeders. Once they're going, but it's that initial getting them going phrase. At least as far as what I'm not gathering. like your precious so. pop ones there, buddy. Oh yeah, no, dude. These are those, actually gonna require skill. Yeah, no, you're right. That's uh <laughs> it's it's definitely gonna be a uh, step. No man, my I didn't think it got easier than last year's clutch man. This year even better. I've had one hundred percent success with every single baby eating every single time offered food since they were born. I need you to look at my female pop one and tell me if you think she'd be ready next year. I think she will be, but how old is she? I'd say she's a twenty seventeen. So not this coming winter, but next winter. Maybe this one. I don't think. This I don't know. I'd not. have to double. I have to double check because she actually may be older than that. You'd be. She was imported, but have she wasn't. It's one of those things. Have females gone at three years old? I believe so. Like, yeah, there are definitely are females I've gone at three years old. But I personally like four years old, four to five years old. I think is you know four is kind of my starting point at least. Um, but because I had a, I had a, last year I had a, I tried a three year old and a four year old two years in a row like the same girl two mm -hmm. years back to back and she didn't go either, either one. So I'm hoping five years might be the. The money slot. Because I mean, I don't, I don't power feed any of my animals really. Like, yeah. I really, especially lately, it's been one of those things where it's like, especially with the big stuff. Like if I, if I don't remember when I fed them last, it's like then they're due. Yeah. You know, and she's, she's not an older animal, but she's definitely like an adult, and <clears throat> she's still got really good body tone. But I mean, even the smaller stuff like the chondros and whatnot, like 
every two weeks, three weeks, sometimes a month. Like, I don't, I've just, I've come to even, I know we've talked about it in the past, like overfeeding mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah. as of lately, I've really been thinking about even with what we were talking about, how you can cut back on feeding them. Like, even is that too much kind of, yeah, kind of a thing. Cause yeah, you look at like Travis was saying with the egg eaters, you know, they only eat a handful of months out of the year. He's like, other right. than that, they don't eat. And those are super thin snake. And, and some of the boiga are known to do that too. And so it's like, and like, let's be honest, yeah, that's really don't need nearly as much as even when we've, yeah, cut back. I mean, like, let's be honest, that's pretty much all snakes. Like there's always a period of, usually several months that they they don't eat at least your animals that actually go through seasons like your if you have cold cold and warm seasons like they don't eat during the cold the cold times you know there's there's dry seasons in the places that don't they normally don't eat during the dry seasons you know it's it's one of those things i believe all snakes go through you know a period of not not eating and that's why come winter no matter if it's a hatchling or an adult i cut them off food for at least a month and a half two months just to get that that cycle going you know and when when do you think you'll see signs of like those babies kind of sort of being in sync with everything i mean that's like the goal right is to have them conditioned for seasonal yeah patterns Yeah. yeah that's the goal i'm trying to make a very you know kind of a solid regimen of when i you know cut off food start again you know i think with the babies i'm not gonna let them go as long like the adults i'll cut them off for two to three months mm-hmm. at the least but the babies i think I'm, I'm only gonna let them go a month and a half two months and then i'll get them back on food but in once they probably the year after and that's like hatchlings first years they'll probably only go a month and a half two months off food but next year they'll probably go the full full two three months no food just for that you know that cycle um keep them in in tune so well i mean even my my little guy from riley well he's he's not really little anymore but you know even him i'm like i'm not gonna feed the snot out of you no you don't need to you know the corns it's just and that's why i said before you know i just he was hatched last year and i just upgraded him to a 15 quart like he he was fine in a six for a while you know in fact i was worried about moving him to a 15 because i was ready he wouldn't do well but now he fits very nicely in a 15 you know i i don't power feed anything man it's having fat animals is like a legit like worry of mine like i don't i don't want that yeah i know and that's why i and i feel so bad because like i've got this one she's my biggest female i got two i have two carpets out of everything i have i have two carpets they eat large rats nothing everything else is on mediums you know as far as you know the adults go you know the, everything else is on medium rats or jumbo adult mice depending on how picky they are um but so she only gets fed I, I try to push it to a month and a half usually on the large rats because large rats are just so they're, they're so fatty you know if you, and it's so easy to get snakes fat on rats so I, I really try to hold back but it's so hard because i feel so bad i go in there with all with all the mice and rats and she just starts going crazy like, oh. just cruising the tank and i'm like i'm sorry i want to feed you but i can't you're gonna get fat you know this is for your own good type thing you know but well, I, I, it makes me feel bad. I hate the, it. The problem is, is like snakes are already low metabolism animals as right. is, and bigger ones like that are even lower metabolism. Right. So 
you know, my adult male brettles, like, I would have zero issues feeding him six meals a year. Because he doesn't need it. Yeah, like, and where he's at right now, he's pretty much where I want him to be. He could probably actually be a little lighter. He could be a little thinner. Yeah, I, in my opinion, you know? he, he's big. Yeah, he, he's like, a big animal. And most especially of the time, even my, my adult chondros, um, especially the male, the female's a little different because if I'm got her paired up, I'm, I feed her a, a little more regularly. Um, but like that male, like same thing, like twelve meals a year. So yeah. Just once a month, which yeah. you know, when you say twelve meals a year, people are like, "Oh my god, that's nothing." And it's like that's once a month. Yeah, like it doesn't no, sound like yeah, a lot. It's not but that brutal. Yeah, <laughs> no. And to be honest, like it's been hard. Like when I got the pituophis, it was so hard to try and break that. Like I would catch myself. I'm like, oh shit, I need to, I need to feed the pits because they're not like the carpets. They don't have that slow metabolism. They're gonna eat yeah, something. It's gonna run right through them. No, the granted, nice thing I don't. Is, is you can feed those a lot, and it, I feel like with those and other sort of higher energy colubrids, like it does take more effort to make them overweight. Oh yeah, I agree. But it was getting in that liberal with food. Yeah, it was getting, but it was getting in that routine of actually feeding every week because I hadn't kept colubrids in so long. You know, like I, I would catch myself like, oh man, it's been 10, 10, 14 days since I last fed the pits. Like I, I ought to go ahead and throw them something. You know, so I've started picking them up more. And God, man, once you start feeding them things like heavy. They explode because like right now, being the summertime, I'm trying to up their intake a little bit. It's a little bit warmer, so I'm gonna try and get them in somewhat of a cycle too. Um, I'm gonna let my room drop into the low 70s this year. Um, I'm gonna low 70s, high 60s, and I'm gonna cut back their food intake and just give them small stuff through that period because I don't I don't have them on heat right now. Um, when I've heard from people, they do really well in the about the 80, 82 range. And my room, my room's got a perfect natural dip, in my opinion. Like it drops down to about 77, 78 at night, and then during the day it gets up to about 80, 82, 82 on the hot end. I really don't like it getting that warm, but it works for the pits, you know, and everything else. You know, they get that cycle. So I'm also fairly convinced that a very large majority. I mean, like almost all species in the hobby, you could probably keep without heat, depending if, on yeah, where as you long live. as as long as you have your room temperatures set up right. Yeah, I mean, but like the issue with that is if you're trying to ambience, like you kind of you can only keep you know stuff from the same area or that require those same you know. Um, well, the, like my brettles, my brettles aren't on heat, but they're brettles. You don't have them on heat at all. No. I, I've seen no change. Yeah. Zero. They eat everything completely normal. No issues. Your room stays about seventy-five, doesn't it? Seventy-seven-ish. Seventy-seven. Um. But like the corns, if the power went out, say it was like hurricane season, we were out of power for a week. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that. No. Do you, the keep beards, your, do you keep the corns on heat? Some of them. Some of them. Like the beards, not worried about them. Yeah. Even the chondros. If the chondros didn't have heat, they'd be fine. Like, yeah. But if the power goes out, anyways. if the power goes out here, it's going to get hot. Right. And so that's, much that's more one of, of those things. Like, it would, if you don't want any extra heat mm-hmm. on those things if it gets to that point. But yeah, that would be more of a concern of it getting too hot. Because I remember last year. 
when I was living at my other house, I didn't have AC, and my buddy shot a temp gun in our living room, and it was like 113 degrees. What? Yeah. It was dead summer, no AC in the house. It was stupid hot. Jeez. Luckily, my room had a window AC unit, so I kept all my snakes yeah. in there with me in my bed. You know, so it worked out all right for me. But yeah, the rest of the house was like 100 degrees. I remember dude. when I someone had called because someone had some crested geckos and they were in a trailer and these people I guess had just up and left but they left all their stuff behind and so there was this trio of cresteds that were in this trailer there was no airflow in that thing and I, it was had to easily be triple digits in there like I mean it was unbelievable and I was like these things clearly hadn't been cleaned in a long time yeah. Um, they all look kind of rough. Like one of them in particular looked really rough. Um, but it was just unbelievable. It's like it's crested are it's widely known. Like don't let cresteds get above eighty six. Yeah. You know. I mean, you can for short periods of time. Like long term exposure is bad. It's not going to work out. But I had no idea how long those had been like that. You know. And I mean, they were okay. Like they were alive. They seemed fine. Like, they didn't seem like they were distressed yeah. or anything like that. Um, just a little warm. It's just crazy, dude. It was so hot in there. And I was like, God. Like, these people have kids and stuff, too. So I was wondering, like, what was going on. But I mean, if they <laughs> just moved out, they probably shut off the electric and all that crap. I don't know. The AC just didn't work, but... Yeah. No, I mean, that's kind of the two most common... You know things in the hobby, especially in the, uh, excuse me, in the Morelia realm. You know, I think we've talked about it several times. Is you know people keep their animals too hot and people get their animals too fat. I think that I think that's the two biggest things in the hobby. People trying to put all their snakes at ninety-five degrees hot spot, and it's just like you, you don't need all that. Well, this actually kind of ties into a question that Jeff asked. Um, so how do you guys prepare if you ever leave your animals for an extended period of time, like a week? A week? Which, I mean, a week I'm not worried about. Two weeks I'm really not worried about. Yeah. Like, and the biggest thing is going to be water. Yeah, and that's my... And, you know, even then, it's... I might get hate for saying this, but I don't care. If you don't change their water for two weeks, they're not going to die. Like, you maybe up a few water dishes, make them bigger to make sure they have water. Like, is that is not changing it for two weeks ideal? No, it's not. But if you're leaving for two weeks, give them a big old meal before you go, depending on what it is, you know, and fill up their water dishes and go. I mean, you know, I can think of no situation where I'm leaving for more than a week. Yeah, because that's evacuating for a hurricane. Yeah, and it, to be honest, like I, ha I've never left for two weeks, and I mean since I was a little mm -hmm. kid, like you know maybe ten days, but if that, if that, you know, the most it has been has been any have been seven seven days ish. That's you why know, you have week, a homie so. nearby who knows what to do, and they can be like, yeah, exactly. I'll go over and change water bowls. Exactly. Yeah. I would so. do that for you, buddy. I do that for you, but Echo probably wouldn't be there when you got back. Then we would fight. <laughs> I'm picking up the Nauda from Phil and Daytona. Nice. <gasps> I'm just, I don't know why I'm so excited. I hate you. I it's hate just you, man. the scrub thing, man. God. I'm just like, oh, You're going to love the, it, man. This is the scrub. Like, that's the perfect scrub. I don't want yeah. a massive scrub. Yeah. I call them pocket It's also, scrubs. like, probably the most expensive scrub, second only to Malukin's. 
No. Absolutely no? not. No, man. Tandem bars are not super expensive. Well, I mean, I guess cats and bred and born ones. Well, I just yeah, mean they're like, going to be in up terms there. of availability and stuff. Oh, in terms of availability, are, no, there's not rough. a lot, but they're not that pricey. Like cat to bred bar necks, I think would go for more than tandem bars. I mean, uh, it kills me, man. Because Harlan, when I was talking to Harlan recently, um, I was picking his brain about the Jansen eye, and we were talking about how I was, you know, supposed to be getting the scrub from Phil and. He was like, man, he's like, I used to get those in all the time. He's like, they were not expensive. He's like, very few people had any interest in them. And it's just one of those species that kind of just got lost to the... Lost to the... the, Sunk to the bottom of the pool. The crowd, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it is sad. Dude, I want... I want tan bars so bad. Like, honestly, like, if I could... Well, then help me find a female. That's the goal. Because I figure my best bet is to have this guy learn the ropes with the scrubs. You know, this is my first scrub. So. And he's not hes not a baby. He's not. So, you're going to... But Phil said he's actually, like, once yeah. he's out, he's pretty hes pretty chill. Yeah. No, Echo is not that way. So, I actually picked up some gloves the other day so I could actually <laughs> work with him a little bit. I'm, I'm telling you, man, that... Tannenbars are I, actually supposed to be, like, the chillest out of all of them from what I understand. From what I read, tannin bars are it's naturally just, a yeah. little more mellow than than your bar necks. Yeah, just depends on the individual, you know. Maybe it was, maybe it was either those are helms. I heard helm hairs are normally pretty pretty chill. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna start working with Echo a bit more. He needs to chill out before he gets big. Cause now that he's on rats, man, like I just changed him to weaned rats. Like maybe three months ago, he's he's ready for smalls. Diesel, man. He's ready for smalls, man. He's <laughs> he's ready to move up. He's he's a beast. I love him so much. I want a female so bad, man. Yeah, well, that's kind of the the thing that sucks about having this male is like I want to have cash set aside so that the day that I do happen to come across a female, it's like I'm ready. Right. Like it just yeah. Because I, I feel like they're. They're so infrequently available. Yeah, you kind of have like, to jump on them. If you sleep on them, you lose them, you know? Dude, there was uh, Rob from uh, um, Nerd. Mm-hmm. He's, he was selling a young young female a while back. I messaged him about it. He wanted like 300 bucks for that thing. And it, it was already gone, though, when I messaged him. I, I would have forked over $300 faster than you could blink to get that thing back then. I had it too. I would have been I would have been mm-hmm. able to swing it right there, but nope, it was gone. So, but you know, occasionally they come around. So, just gonna have to keep an eye. I'm gonna have to talk yeah. to Harlan too. But you know, I was I was thinking about it, everything today. You know, like I was talking to my dad, and he's getting rid of all his stuff. All um, his snakes. All of them. Why? He's just he just doesn't have time for it, like he did. He got, oh. a, he got a promotion at work a couple months ago, and I think it's just been much more hectic. Jeez, man. Um, that sucks. Well, it had me thinking, because it's like, he's got some stuff that I would love to have, but then it's like, yeah. I don't have space. Like, I have the Jansen I coming in. I have yeah. that Nauda coming in. Where are you even putting the Jansen I? Those are going to go in the closet for a while. Katie doesn't know yet, oh, but they're yeah. going in the closet. Yeah, you need to quarantine them thing. Yes. Um, 
even though I will say the person that I'm getting from said they they got fecals done and everything. Yeah. Everything looked fine. They're, they're long-term captives, aren't they? They were quote-unquote captive hatched. Whatever that that's, whatever that means. That's probably like farmed or it was either I I I question the whole cap like don't question the catch, captive hatch thing. Ca- I just take it with a grain of salt because it's like that doesn't necessarily mean that it's better. Yeah, captive hatch just means that either it it either came it was either hatched on the farm and then imported or a gravid female was imported, dropped eggs, and the babies were hatched. Yeah, like that d- would be interesting if we could get Damalirion or something and be like, when you see these terms on classifieds, like what do they <laughs> really mean? Like you've been to these farms, you've seen what's happened. Like right, what are, what are we really dealing with here? Yeah, you know. Um. <clears throat> and given the source that the guy I'm getting these from, Jance and I from, got his from, it's also, I I take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, you're going to smoke that label if you don't be careful. Those yeah. things are good, dude. Those things are cheap yeah, and no, they're delicious. Yeah. It's like five fifty for that little thing. Really? They're amazing. I think I might buy a box to take with me to Daytona. It's like handout sticks. Like the guys that are like handout super sticks. drunk. I want a cigar. Here you go. You're going to smoke yeah, half of it and throw it away. You're going <laughs> to take two puffs. Yeah. You're going to take two puffs and forget about it. That's why whenever you go to a wedding or something, if you have cigars, you bring some of the bullshit. Just a couple. Because there's always going to be that points. one guy that's like, hey, man, let me get a cigar. Yeah. And you give it to him. He literally will take like three puffs set it down somewhere is and that, then you'll never see him again. that guy that holds it like yep it's like I'm not giving you yep. a $12 cigar for you to do that you're getting a $3 cigar to do that yeah like homies that you know smoke like Phil like oh, hell yeah. yeah I'm gonna ball out and get Phil something nice yeah it's like some random dude that I don't know who's like I forgot my cigars can I have one and yeah. you see him cut like an inch off of it which is painful <laughs> to see people do it at work all the time. They take the cutter and they literally bring it to like here and oh then they cut God. it. And I'm like, then they're like, oh, it's unraveling. I'm like, well, yeah. no shit, it's unraveling. You cut it like, you just cut Jesus. it, just cut, cut your half your cigar off. Uh, yeah. The best ones are the guys that are like, I've been smoking cigars for 20 years. Pick up the cutter and do that exact same thing. I'm like, okay. Go okay. back in a time machine and have whoever gave you first cigar teach you how to cut them again. Yeah. Cause Go back to preschool. And they're going to complain about it. It's unraveling. You guys keep your your humidor too dry. Okay. We get those guys a lot too. Quick rant. So you get guys that come in. They pick up cigars. They start squeezing them and feeling them, right? Oh, my God. So then they'll go to another brand, another line. You know, they'll pick it up, start squeezing it. Oh, these are hard. Then they'll go to, like, Padrones or something, which are notoriously rolled loosely like they're known for, they don't make they don't roll their cigars very tight so they burn faster they're a lot softer so they go and pick up a padrone and they'll start squeezing it this is really soft oh those other ones are dry because they were so hard it's like no dude those are rolled differently like those are rolled tighter those are rolled there's more tobacco in that my porridge is still hot <laughs> what see just because it's hard does not necessarily mean it's dry sounds like a freaking tool we get people like that all the time like oh your cigars are dry i'm like well i mean if you're gonna continue to switch if you squeeze it like that and you roll it like you're gonna crack it it's gonna happen especially with some of the like cameroon wrappers which are notoriously thin and like delicate like we'll take them and they'll roll them yeah and they'll listen oh my god and it's like uh, 
drives. They'll do it with the really expensive ones too, and then they'll go and grab like a seven dollar stick. And they're like, okay, this is it. Yeah, I'll watch them go in the humidor, pick up every cigar in COVID times, mind you. Do this, sniff. You know, they'll with the cellophane on too. They'll smell oh it. And they're like, oh, I don't smell anything. It's like, oh, really no yeah, shit. You never try to smell cookies through the box. Like, <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> <coughs> We'll even get some that will, like, pull it out of the sleeve a little bit just to smell it and then put it back. And that cellophane, as soon as you play with it yeah. at all, you can tell. It's it wrinkles up. and it creases yeah. and it does not come out. Like, you can tell when someone's messed with it. Yeah. Like, and it, that one will sit there because no one will grab it. No one will buy it because it clearly looks like someone messed with it. Jeez, so we're man. sitting then on the cigar that no one's going to buy, you know. So there's, I've said it a million times. There's cigar shop etiquette, y'all. If you have any questions about it, please message me, and I will tell you everything you need to know about what not to do. Yeah. It's really not difficult. I mean, you can compare it to, to people telling you your snakes are too small at a certain age. It's like, really? Yeah. Are yeah. they? Because they're not. The Dunning-Kruger effect. Every is, five days. is very real. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny, looking back, like, going, obviously going back to the feeding thing, looking back, I used to think, like, twice a week was a good way to go like i was for a while this was before i was like really into snakes and what we do obviously Mm -hmm. you know this was before i was really a part of quote unquote a part of the hobby that was like you know because i I would watch you know i'd watch these youtube videos and i was like man twice a week animals get bigger get ready for breeding faster i'm gonna do that You know, then I get a little... And I never really did that. I think I did it for a minute. I'm like, this is stupid. I'm running through mice like crazy. I'm not feeding these things twice a week. Did it for a very short period. I only had like four snakes. Wasn't anything, you know. But then... I mean, for younger stuff... got older and matured... For younger chondros and younger rat snakes or whatever, like, I'll feed them weekly, you know... Every fourteen oh, yeah. days, whatever. But don't get me wrong. I'll go. I'll go weekly. Like, like the pits every I try snake to be, has to eat every two yeah, weeks. Yeah, no, that's. I, I really don't like that. I do have designated like feeding days. Mm-hmm. You know, like the pits. I I've been trying to get better about feeding them once a week. I, I'll be honest. I've been slacking on getting them once a week on the dot. You know, all the time. But guess you know, what? They're, they're not. They're not fine. babies, and yeah, they are one hundred percent fine. They're just as sassy as they were the day before. They hate me just as much. So, although I have one that's actually really chill, so that's cool. I uh, would at least like I get to, to enjoy one of them. One day we need to we need to write down our lists of like the top ten snakes we want and don't have right now. Oh, I already did, and like talk about it and like yeah. why we don't have them and I, I've what's got, stopping I've already, us. I've already got a list of everything like Where is I it? want. It's in my phone. Pull it up. You mean it? I'll write mine down right now. We still, write yours I mean, we're right only now? at like 45 minutes, so we got time. Oh, we yeah. have some other, uh, we have like one other question from Jeff. Um, and Dom said, she didn't have a question, she's just excited. Um, but I guess we can get into Jeff's other question real quick, because this is actually a good one All too. Right. He said, how do you guys keep from being overwhelmed? Which is something that James Lewis and the gang talked about on their show recently. Yeah. And it resonated with me, I feel like, because of everything I do, like... I don't know that I can speak on it too well. Um, just because, like, I have my own little systems in place where I can tell if I'm really over social media and stuff like that. And I know when it's time to take a break. Right. You know, but for, like, other people that aren't involved, but they're, they're not, don't have as much going on, but they're still 
like they're just overwhelmed. I don't know if he means overwhelmed by like the social aspect or just overwhelmed just with. In, like, I think he just means in general. I think it's like just managing your life with your collection, along with hobbies and family and you know things like that. Um, I mean, it, it's I really can't speak on it much because you know you do ten million times well no more i mean that doesn't do. like you know it's i'm not trying to get sympathy have. from anybody because it's 100 yeah, no. percent. i bring it on myself oh yeah like, no i'm, I'm not i'm not I, giving you sympathy I, i'm just saying like i i can't i can't really compare to what you go through because like i, I we do the podcast every week and i maintain my collection you know i can't say i don't get overwhelmed at times but i i can't really it's hard to talk about me being overwhelmed when you're sitting across the table from me so it's social media. I mean, when I hear overwhelmed, that's the first thing I think of is like the social aspect and the sort of the that that does the virtual popularity contest. That's see, and that's Facebook. That's where we're different because you're a lot more active on social media mm-hmm. because you run so many pages. You know, I that doesn't overwhelm me at all. I get on Facebook when I want. I'm not obligated to post every day. I post when I want and when I feel like it. You know, it's it. The social media aspect doesn't overwhelm me. For me, it's more animal wise and how i'm gonna do things and where i'm gonna how i'm gonna do it and it's not really even overwhelming it's just something i constantly think about about where i'm gonna go i mean i i think the most important thing is gonna be recognizing when it's happening yeah like being able to say like know what your limits are and say okay well you know this is just not i'm not enjoying this like i was before and like the whole argument that i've seen online is of you know if you don't love it, then you know you're you shouldn't be doing it, and it's like true, but at the same time, life isn't really in a vacuum. Like you're gonna yeah. have periods where it's been a really crappy week, really crappy month, you know, and you're just not feeling it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. and that's completely fine. And like, yeah, that's dealing with mental health stuff and whatnot, and you know, myself, it's like it's okay to have off days and months like it's okay as long as the animals are still taken care of like even if you're moaning and groaning yeah. while you're changing waters it's and okay like it's okay to let yourself not be into it like not but not be feeling it yeah and, but that's i think that's the hard part of what we do is like because if you're a car guy you're feeling overwhelmed you don't feel like working on your side project you don't have to right like it's good yeah it might go to it might go to shit but it does it it's i mean you, you're just gonna start working on the project it's again. not a living with being. snakes it's not we don't have that you know i'll call it a luxury yeah you know we can't let our just let things go you know uh i mean yeah it, it's, we have living creatures that we have to take care of you know every day you know it's just one of those that things self-awareness is a, is a big thing and not everybody really has it i think it's just something you have to ask yourself you know if you're in a bad mood and you're kind of like you're really not wanting to clean cages or do water or feed everything and this is also going to depend on the size of your collection because you have a bigger collection it's going to eat up more time and i think as you kind of get into the higher numbers like double digits you know yeah. um it becomes a little more apparent when you're like Oh, yeah. I got to clean waters, but it's like it's my only day off. And so yeah. I got, you know, there's other stuff I want to go do. So it's like exactly. I'm just going to hold off and do this later in the week, you know, procrastinating and stuff. And I do that all the time. That happens yeah. to me. Hey, I've, I'm yeah, like, Sundays, I'm going to clean everybody. And then Sunday rolls around. I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow. I, yeah. So yeah, I'm, no, I'm going to do, do, yeah. do it after work later in the week. And then later in the week rolls around. I'm like, 
I'm tired. I'll do it this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's I, like, I have, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, in reptiles, obviously, yeah, if you have a dog like or a you cat have or to, something that's yeah. daily or even lizards, you know, it's like, Yeah, and it's one of those things, obviously, you don't let it go too far. Like, but, you know, they're, mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things. It's, it, it's. It happened with me with Crested's. Oh, yeah. I saw, I watched that happen. Yeah. That was, yeah. But it's, it's knowing and accepting when you, like, telling yourself, all right, like, party's over, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I want to go back to something else. I want to shift gears. Yeah. And I mean, hey, that's fine. We see it all the time. There's people that are always getting out of the hobby. They're always selling off the yeah. stuff. Life happens. Things yeah. get in the way. Sometimes you have to take a break. I took a break from the hobby. Yeah. For a solid year. And I honestly, I haven't talked about it on here in a while, but that was probably one of the best things I had done. Because yeah. when I came back into it, I was like amped again and like refreshed right. and like ready to, you know, to, I started PCE after that. And yeah. You know, it was just one of those things. <laughs> oh, girl. Ooh. I pulled it out. Nice. Nice. Tooth fairy. Yeah. Well, one thing that I've done, like, is when I, anytime I felt, you know, either unorganized or stressed out or overwhelmed or whatever, is like I try to break the routine that I get into like I recently started doing because like I had a schedule change so I go in slightly later than I did Mm -hmm. before so now I get up slightly earlier than I did before and I do my snakes in the morning before work you know because it's and I do that some days too yeah so I'm gonna try and get in the routine of doing half my collection on Monday the other half Tuesday Wednesday chill Thursday Mm -hmm. do one half Friday do the other half and then I have the weekend to not have to worry about feeding cleaning you know and then you know feed one of those right. days at some point you know that doesn't take as much time as the waters and papers and whatnot mm-hmm. but it's it's breaking that monotony that helps or even yet like coming up with a schedule that that works and you know sitting down and saying okay these days mail map it all out these days yeah. i'm gonna do this these days i'm gonna do this i feel like a lot of the overwhelmness you know after talking to um to ben uh ben frame with amd yeah. um he you know when he said that he splits it up into days like that's what made me want to do it because that i started off to where i was doing it all like mm-hmm. all the animals two days a week and that was you know my cleaning clean and water days but then it, it started becoming a lot you know i was you know getting up late because i work late i have to take care of dinner hang with the family so you know it all ends up being late and it's just overwhelming I wanted to break that monotony and then split it up so I don't I'm not spending as much time right. for a period, you know, but then splitting it up over days and then doing it in the morning. Now. And that's what I tried to do with Crested's. I tried to have like an A group and a B yeah. group. And so it was like, you know, um, beginning of the week, A group gets handled, yeah. end of the week B groups gets handled handled handled, 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 handled. Um Yeah. But I mean it didn't really work out that way, but <clears throat> I just I know like I remember fairly vividly like that night that I was just like I can't, I can't do it anymore. I'm pretty sure you texted me that night with the Crested's. I was I just like, yeah, I was just like, I, I remember walking. I walked into that room. It was at night, sometime after work, and I was just like, I was dreading it. I was just like, this, yeah. this is this sucks. Yeah, and it's when you get to that point, it's it's you really need to look at what. Well, it's you're also doing, important you know? to acknowledge it fairly early on. Oh yeah, you don't know? just. Like, the animals yeah. never suffered as a result. Yeah. You know, the animals were still taken care of. It was just, it got to be a chore. Like, that was that right. was it. It just, it turned into 
I guess a job is kind of the word I'd be looking for, but yeah, I just, I remember walking in the room being like, I really, really, really don't want to do this. And then I had eggs. Like, I think I found eggs like that night or the night after. Oh and I was God. like, no, Fuck. make it stop. <laughs> and that's my fault. Cause I paired, I got really overzealous and just started pairing yeah, you did. a bunch of stuff. And then it was like, you kind of, and th- this is with the overproduction sort of aspect of it, as far as breeding goes, like I'm a firm believer that, you can have people tell you don't breed too many or don't only breed as much as you feel like you can handle. Like, everyone's like, yeah, totally, totally. And then they go and do it anyways, like I did. Yeah. It's not until you've actually shot yourself with a foot like that that you realize, oh, this is what they were talking about. Yeah. Because that, yeah. <laughs> was, that was something I was like, yeah, I don't want to produce too much. And then it was like... I'm going to pair all my females. I remember yeah, I remember that. You were like, dude, I'm going out of Babies started here. coming, and they yeah. started, the tubs started stacking up, and I was like, this was such a bad idea. I mean, I produce some really nice crested if I do say yeah. so myself. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. But then you, really nice like, you have that happen, and then you have the realization that I have to keep all these alive, like, take <laughs> care of them regularly, yeah. and try to sell them. And with those in particular, and I'm sure it's the same with ball pythons, in a market where people either want really high-end stuff or people want really low-end stuff. Yeah. And the stuff that's really high-end, people are very picky about. Yeah. But you can't sell them for the low-end prices because they're worth more. Yeah. You know, and so it was like, shit. And be, and it's a hard market, you know, and it's similar to ball pythons because there's so many people doing them. And it's not, you know, it's if that's what you're into, like, that's fine. Like, I'm not saying that's an issue. But, like, if you're somebody who's, you know, smaller time in the geckos and you produce you know a handful of stuff and then but like you got a whole whole slew of people to you know quote unquote compete with you know mm-hmm. it's like you know what why are they gonna want to buy from you you know and i mean unfortunately i think because the market with cresteds is so hot you also have like the demand does meet the supply to a degree. Oh yeah, no, so I, I, had, I really had no issues getting. I had people message me all the time wanting cresteds. Yeah, you know that actually wasn't a problem. Like, I remember thinking when I was first getting into them, I was like, man, I'm like, I really hope I'm not stuck with a bunch of babies. Like, I hope yeah. people like what they see and want to buy. Yeah. And it turns out that that really wasn't a problem. But, dude, I mean, I just like I said, I was that was when I was I was burnt. I was like, I want to go back to snakes. You know, I had some after a while because I, I hadn't just crested for a period. And then I got some corns, I think, or something. I had that tessera corn and mm-hmm. that first brettles. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm going, I'm sticking to snakes. It's just, it was less, less time. Because I, like my days off, dude, literally like cleaning day. I was looking at probably six hours Jeez. worth of cleaning, like disinfecting, yeah. fresh paper towel, everything. And... I mean, the Cresteds, man, they, they were messy. They they made a mess with the food. They crapped everywhere. It uh, it was a lot of work. And, I mean, as I was saying before, like, that's... You don't really realize... It's like, it's like when you're a little kid and your parents repeatedly tell you, don't touch the stove, it's hot. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Then you go and touch it and you're like, oh. Oh. Okay. That's exactly yeah. what the whole overproduction yeah. thing is. It's like people are like, don't produce too much. You're hey. going to regret it. And you're like, I can't produce too much. It's fine. And then you end up with, like, in my situation where I had, like, 40-plus babies and then another, like, 20 or 30 adults, it was like, oh. And you can even apply that to 
buying animals, you know, because like when somebody gets in, get, I'm going to use chondros because I feel like people do it most in the chondro world, you know, and that this just in general, you know, they get one and they love it and they're all about that one and they have two. Then next thing you know, they have six to 10 in a matter of three months. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I've got a lot of chondros. I've got to take care of all these things. This is actually a lot more work than I planned out. It's like, yeah, spending the money is great. Getting the new setups is great. Getting the new snakes is great. But you got those are, I think those are kind of a bad example because those compared to colubrids and stuff, those things like they go to the bathroom so infrequently that I, I rarely, rarely have to change paper yeah, towels no, and stuff. And but I, I don't mean like, you know, I just care in general, you know, like yeah. the, all the, the water changes, the, the, the dialed in stuff, you know what I mean? I did that the other day but, and it takes it because I use that Brita pitcher. It mm-hmm. takes me forever to do water changes in that room, dude. Cause I, that, I, that, I, I can only fill that thing up. Like that fills maybe three of the small water bowls. And yeah. then there's some where I literally have to fill up a whole pitcher to feel like the big big one that's yeah. in one of those ma- the male chondros cage like I, that's like a whole pitcher dude i dude I'll, I'll be honest i buy water now because my i did that for the longest yeah, time i the only reason i do it because i've never been one for filtered water like i i grew up you know keeping snakes at my parents house i always had clean well water it was it was really good water it was fine my snakes did fine on it but like where i am now it's a well but our water is like stupid hard like mm-hmm. it's, it's does it not go through softener it's nasty i have no idea but it, it's no. pretty nasty well, it doesn't smell really bad like it doesn't have that rotten egg smell mm-hmm. but it's it's super super hard and i just like it was Very i used it for a while get, like mineral buildup and oh, stuff yeah. on the tubs oh yeah spray. yeah like that that like kind of brownish yeah. orange yeah so at first, you know, I, I tried to just use that and I didn't like it because there was like a color in the water dishes. And I tried the Brita, Brita pitcher and it was still like leaving, it was leaving stains on the snakes that would get in their water dish and I hated it. And like, weird. so I just, I, I couldn't do it. So I started buying water, you know, I go through about three gallons whenever I do, a, you know, change everybody's water. So it costs me, you know, I try to do two water changes a week. Do that, do that every single week. Mm-hmm. No, not every single week. I'm trying to, but it they, they up, though, yeah, I was they, doing that for a long time. I was, I would buy like six or eight at a time Yeah, at Walmart. Yeah. You know? And it was it, like, I, I did mean, the math and it's a couple hundred bucks a year. You're looking yeah, at Yeah, No, it's, going it's through that, so. definitely not cheap, but I mean, like it's roughly six bucks a week for me to you know do it they're less than a dollar a gallon right you know so it's not a huge expense for me it's worth it because my water is absolute crap mm-hmm. if it wasn't so bad i would just use straight water i'm not one it, for filtered when water i was shopping stuff, for because the whole brita pitcher thing luke myers showed me and I, I mean i love it i'm all about it i switched over to it after a while um but i also noticed that they do sell like bigger they're almost like water coolers you know they're not huge but they're definitely bigger than like the pitchers and i want to say they were like 40 bucks so i actually i may at some point look into those because that's what it always takes so long for me to do water changes because it's like i got to go to the kitchen refill the pitcher if the filter's been in there for a while it eventually gets slower and slower yeah like fresh filters it goes through quick yeah as it filters and stuff and it builds up yeah it takes forever for that water to get through and it's like i'm sitting there waiting for the water to finish and it's like i got that was half the snakes to do. Stuff. That was the other thing about the Brita pitcher for me, man, is it was adding so much time onto my mm-hmm. cleaning. And 
now that I've done the switch to the jugs, you know, like, yeah, it cost me more money, but it, it literally probably takes me almost half the time that it did, you know? So for me, that, that money I spend is time, you know? So, and that's, yeah, it just, I like, I didn't mind things. it, but it also sucked. Cause like I'd go to do water changes and it's like, I only have like a half a gallon. Right. So it's like, it's nine o'clock and I need to do water changes. It's like, okay, well I guess I'm going to Walmart in the morning and then yeah, you know, having to like, stay on top of it i guess because i try i try to be on top of it you know so far i've been pretty good and luckily i live right by a food lion like i've got a food mm-hmm. lion literally two minutes from my house so they have 89 cent gallons so I, i'll run up there and i remember when i was with budweiser gallons. having to go to that food lion oh yeah super sketchy dude oh yeah i mean it doesn't bother me now but all those businesses closed because everyone's been robbed yeah like all those that, chi- that chinese place yeah. there is still open like they had that family yeah. dollar they were getting yeah. built yeah they never opened no, it did no they? They, yeah did they it's right across the street yeah yeah they opened that yeah because that open. thing sat vacant for like the whole two years i was with budweiser <laughs> oh no dude it's been open for a while now really yeah because like i said like even that food line got robbed at one one point Jeez. every time we were in there, the store manager's talking about how someone like was shoving meat down their pants and running out the door oh like, my God. crazy stuff man i literally was i was filling shelves one day and this guy walked up because we had those little bud mini bottles yeah little like six pack of six ounce bottles like yeah. half the size of the regular ones watch the guy walk up grab two of them put them in his pocket and walk out the door <laughs> i didn't say shit because i was like i'm not getting freaking stabbed over freaking yeah. Bud Light. like whatever dude yeah like, that's the wrong part of town to be yeah. trying to you know be a hero. Yeah, nah, <laughs> man. I I mind my business back there. It's uh. For anyone yeah. who's curious, it's this part of town called Shanklin. A Burton. It's it's Burton. Look, all my cop buddies. It's the Shanklin yeah. area because they spend a lot of time there. Because well, all, Shanklin, there's always stuff going. Shanklin's on. like across. That's across uh, the air. The Laurel Bay. Shanklin's across yeah. across Laurel Bay. I'm I'm in the yeah. You're on the other front. side, yeah. but still like that. That's food all. Line, that's all Burton. Yeah. That food line, man. That that place is yeah. scary. No, I, I go in there quite often. I mean, they have like full on security guards there. Yeah. So they don't like, have ar- that, like the armed. Other ones in they town. have like armed security guards there. That's yeah. That's how bad it's gotten. Yeah. They literally have someone with, like who's armed watching yeah. that place. Like, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's crazy, great. dude. It's great. I love it. Oh. Be free. So what did uh what did uh Dominique say? She just said she was excited. She didn't have a question. She was just excited. For the show or just? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks, Dominique. Shout out to Mm -hmm. Dominique DeFalco. She's great, man. She's a trip. DeFalco Reptiles, check her out. She's legit. Too legit to quit. She started a uh, a group on Facebook for for the 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 women. For the women in the hobby, so go check that out. I mess with her. I call it the the She-Woman Man-Haters Club. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny no she actually came to me with that idea and i was like yeah do it 100 percent. that's awesome you know that's just more more platforms to reach people man i mean it's a, it's a it mostly a male hobby yeah know? no so and that's like, why i thought it was such sense a... to have a group where it's like sorry if you have a, a, a male genitalia you can't come in yeah <laughs> okay yeah. there's plenty of other facebook yeah, groups you, know, you can join it, if and that, but I, but I liked her. I liked her idea behind it. it yeah. was, uh, I think it was good. You got to bring all the all the women of the hobby together. So go I mean, check that pull out. up your your list. I'm gonna try oh, and make mine real pull quick. Up a list. Oof. I mean, it's not. Don't get me wrong. This isn't like 
it, doing it 10? would probably change. Do oh, I've got how more, many do you have? I've got more than ten. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. And I guess these can be things that you will eventually keep, but right now it's just not. Yeah, that, I, I have like short-term goals, and I have like the more long-term goals. So. Well, you lay them lay them on me while I'm working on. Well, what do you want me to start with? Short-term. Yeah. Okay, so short term is definitely more colubrid sided. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking. I definitely want some uh, white oak rat snakes, white oak gray rat snakes. Hopefully this year. Hopefully I'm gonna fund some of those with when I once I sell some babies. Um, so Apalachicola white oak gray rats is first on the list. Uh, Baird's rats are actually on the on the list. I want I want some Baird's. Got me on the bug. Just a pair though. I don't want anything crazy. I want the the eastern yellow yellow rats. Mm-hmm. That's another one a project I really want to get into. Be on my yellow rats. Um, melanistic eastern hognose. I want to get up with Kevin Fisher and uh, talk to him about getting some of those. That would be cool just to breed those and see yeah. like just the whole process with them. Yeah, no. I feel like he's the only one really that I know yeah. that's breeding them in any serious number. Yeah, and I want to talk to him. It'd and be I mean, cool to hatch those. And I mean, with stuff like reptilinks out there now, man, mm-hmm. it's like you can feed them, you know, that the type of diet they they. Oh, need. even the dart frogs, man. Yeah, like, yeah. If 100%. if I end up thinning down on dart frogs, like those vitatists are still yeah. going to say stay just for that that yeah. reason. Because if I get to a point where if I have so many that I have people who want them as feeders, like I'd sell yeah. them. Yeah, and then I also want southern hognose snakes i love i love southern southerns man i i don't know what it is i i love what do you mean good luck those are just hard to find i mean kevin hard to come by kevin works expensive yeah well they may be protected actually really you might want to look yeah Yeah, i know in a lot of the range they are actually protected okay well one of these days maybe hopefully yeah we'll see but i'd like to get my hands on some of those someday because i don't know i love agno snakes man but i would really like to work with some of the locals um, then I've got Kankakee bull snakes, uh, Nueces County bulls. Um, those are that's the area I lived in in Texas, Nueces County, and uh, they're got some really really pretty bull snakes. And then I want I want to get some Okadee corns. So that's kind of it's my colubrid list What's right the long now. Term one? Long terms, um, but I need a female southern. That's more short term. I wouldn't call that a long term. Uh, Tannin bar scrubs rough scaled pythons um i would like to get a pair of borneo short tails at some point i guess those wouldn't be really long term because i i'm not they're not blood pythons (laughs) all right it's different uh i want some borneo short tails just a pair uh those would be more short term than long term um yeah southerns tandem bars rough scales and apodora apodora is kind of the the holy grail for me personally even though that might sound kind of silly, because a lot of people have them, it's not silly to me, because I really want them. So that's pretty much my list. All right. Stuff so I, I want have eleven right now. Four of them are short term. These are just off the top of my head. I'm sure I okay. could add more because there's a million things I want to keep. Subox. Oh, oh, why'd you have to say that? Northern pines, but not just any northern pines. Like ones that are like local. Just because I like the local stuff. Are you wanting like wild caught stuff or like? I don't know. Cause I like don't, if I, I found think, some, I don't think you can take wild caught. I don't think northern. northern. I don't know. I've never. I've only found one ever. I've never and found. It was one. actually by my parents' house. It was crossing the the paved road, no that shit. main road. Yeah. Wow. 
we ended up giving it to Honey Island. <coughs> I've never found one. Um, Inlands. Yeah. I'm sure everyone knows those are like the top yeah. of my list. More Boiga. So those are short term. Long term, bamboo rats mm-hmm. of any kind. I guess the Asian rats, period. Like mm-hmm. bamboo rats, uh, whatever, that whole group. Yellow rats, even though those are kind of low on the list. Rough scales. Alligator snapping turtles. It would be really cool to have an yeah. alligator snapper. Yeah. They I, take a lot of space. That, that's one of those things, like, eventually I would like, like, if if I or we ever had some type of facility, which I would hope one day we can still kind of do, like, a joint thing, but, you know, that might be sometime well, in the future. We haven't talked about that in a long time. Yeah, it's been a minute because uh, we've both been money, you know. Mm-hmm. It costs a lot to do that. But um, eventually, like, if I got some type of facility detached from my house, I want to have two different ponds, one for an alligator snapper, one for, like, a, a dwarf caiman. That would two, be pretty cool. Two big yeah. ponds, you know. I think it would be pretty sweet. But, yeah, anyways, alligator snappers. Diamondback terrapins. Oh, really? You have your eye on those? The more I see, because I'm in a Diamondback terrapin group on mm-hmm. Facebook now because of Brett. <laughs> and, uh... They're just cool, man. They're yeah, cool man. They're, I, some of the size people have, I'm like, yeah. that's dope. I, I, I absolutely love terrapins, man. Like, yeah, my girlfriend makes fun of me because, like, you know, somebody will call a terrapin a turtle. I'm like, it's a terrapin. All right. What's the difference? I don't know. Oh. Let's call them their terrapins. Um, <laughs> you know, so, but yeah. Euromastics. I've you want to get back in the I've been itching. When they see Euromastics now, I'm like, man, I miss those things. They're fun, dude. They're I, so cool. I see stuff like the terrapins and Euromastics and I'm like yeah those would be so cool then I'm like water legs eh yeah, <laughs> like, the Euromastics they get their water from like what they eat so you well feed yeah them, I mean like one stuff, of them so like the that. aquatic stuff you yeah, know like yeah. I, I'm not about aquatic stuff like I you know if I could do this if I could devote more time to it yeah maybe I would do more aquatic stuff but um, as I've said before there's about a million species of dart frog I wish I could have yeah I don't have the space for it Pretty much, if I could have like all the species of ran into me in the hobby, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a whole laundry list of venomous stuff that if I was keeping venomous, that I'm not even gonna, I'm just gonna leave it at that because yeah, just venomous, <laughs> just ven- more venomous stuff. Um, but I know I'm missing things. I know there's some other stuff that I would knock yeah. off this list in a heartbeat for. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. This right is now. like this is for me. This was a list that like. Because I, I had, like, a bit of a, I don't know, I had to sit down with myself, kind of, and I, I, I you know, I, th- I really want, thought about, you know, what, I was thinking about what I wanted to do and really where I wanted to go with this, and that's why I sat down and made the list, and I was like, this is, these are the things that I want that, like, that I feel at this point in time will keep me super excited about the hobby, you know, having that little bit of diversity, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and just having these projects that like i i see myself being really stoked about them you know just like selective selective stuff you know and then not in any huge numbers but just like you know alternate different things to produce every year you know um and then just kind of building from there you know because i I really wanted to sit down and figure out what it what was it going to be that's going to keep me super stoked about the hobby and what i want to do kind of the must-haves i guess you know that i really really want you know is there going to be other stuff along the line that comes along yeah you know and obviously i didn't put ken doya on that list but you know i've already talked about that a lot um so 
yeah that's that's why i actually sat down and really put some thought into it about things that i i really wanted and wanted to work on what keeps you motivated Like right now, when like when you when you go home and you walk into your room, what's like the thing where you're like, I still want to, like for me, I guess to put it in a context, so you kind of understand what I'm asking. Yeah. Like I look at the Condros and that that Arboy wreck, the young ones, yeah, and I get so pumped for like, man, in a few years, like I'm gonna be able to produce some really cool stuff, and yeah. that's kind of like, you know, the Cyania. It's like. I'm going to hopefully have eggs soon. You know? Right. Um, like all those projects that are like a few yeah. years out, it's like, it, you just, it's just, a, it's a goal to like shoot for. Like yeah. that's the kind of stuff that sort of gets me pumped. And then yeah. it's like in the meantime, while I'm waiting for that, I have, you know, the magazine and stuff. To yeah. On and you know, and yeah. And I would say probably the same thing. Just, you know, those, the, the excitement of, of things to come and projects to, to happen, you know, um, just, yeah, excited about the future, man, and what the things that we'll be able to do and what it all holds. I don't know. It's just I just I love the animals, man. That's you know I love seeing them. You know, like I'm not gonna lie, like getting those perches that I made the other day with the plants and you know with the fake plants and shit. Those got me just making those got me so amped. Just mm-hmm. about keeping in general. Like I don't know what it was, but I loved it. I loved making those things and setting the, setting up those tubs and like because I was so proud of like how they turned out, you know. Because it was a really cheap way for to get a you know really nice perch. I feel like I did a pretty damn good job with it, if I do say so myself. And just doing shit like that just got me so amped up to mm-hmm. do more and set up more stuff and just. You know. I mean, I also get kind of amped about like cleaning day, and I think it's just because it's like. It's just something to, that like keeps me occupied and distracted. You know, like I don't you, have um, to, you unplug a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. I don't have to worry about anything else other than getting this done. Like I'll yeah. put on you know Joe Rogan podcast or whatever. Um, like I was doing, I was doing water changes the other night. He had an episode with Oliver Stone, who did some awesome movies. Did like Platoon and Scarface and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I listened to that. Like I just had my Bluetooth headphones on. You know, the girls were out somewhere doing something. It was yeah. just me in the snake room. It was just, just tuned out. Yeah, man. And that's like, part. I just look forward to that. And I don't. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because, like, I stay so busy with work and stuff like that that I'm like finally just one thing to focus on. Yeah, you and, know, the, and I feel like that's that's partially why I started doing it in the morning because, like, for me, the afternoons are way more busy than you know other than getting ready ready for work in the morning so like i've tried to just like not be a lazy ass you know go to bed mm-hmm. somewhat early you know force myself to wake up like I, i'm i hate mornings i'm terrible in the mornings but like this gives me something you know to kind of focus on and do and wake up to my animals you know so that i can i don't have to rush as much because whenever i was doing it in the afternoon i felt like i was rushing because mm-hmm. that other shit i had to do you know i gotta go to bed i gotta that be happened tomorrow, to me most you know? on like days off because like there's other stuff i want to do yeah exactly you know? i want to go do something with the girls and that was part of like you know because you know part of my routine was on the weekends mm-hmm. you know and the weekends is you know my guy you know my two days off you know so i want to you know because i still have stuff to do like cut the grass and you know because i have a pretty decent sized yard they have to push mow right now and you know it's just it sucks so it's like i haven't done that in almost three weeks now and i need to that's how you know you're getting old though because when you have a place 
and you're like, I gotta mow the lawn. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like I look forward to it. Like, is it my favorite yeah. thing to do ever? No, but it's at the same time, it's the same way. Like, I just put on my headphones, I listen yeah, to something, go. I get in the zone, and I just get it done. And it is a workout. To me. Yeah. Like, it's like if I, I wait, I just wish I had a riding lawnmower because my yard is just a little too big to push. In my that's opinion, a lot. like it's it takes me a solid at least an hour to yeah, get the front end back done here. You've seen my yard. Yeah. I, I gotta push brutal. I gotta push it's that extra whole thing. like jungly and bushy yeah, too. It so. It's, so it gets yeah. I'm sure it gets hella thick. Yeah, so shoving that thing through there. And now my the assist on my mower has been jacking up, so I've uh, had to push it more than it pulls itself. Oh uh, see thing. that one doesn't even have that. Oh yeah. Mine mine had that, but now it's starting to go. But like my grass was so thick, like I I need it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I need to get more of a routine of cutting it every week, but like I, I just I'm so busy because like I'm trying to cram you know my wildlife photography into the middle of all that too so i you know i go places to do that you know we hit a trail you know upwards of an hour away almost every weekend you know we go out to donnelly you know we go out to picnic colony you know it's we check out different trails the other couple weeks ago we were out in hilton head looking at a few different places you you go to hunting island dude they got those um if you go to like the north end by uh the the nature center Mm -hmm. there's usually some like bald eagles and stuff in those pine trees we were actually same same bald eagles come and nest there like every year yeah we actually went down to the nature center a couple weeks ago it's closed right now Mm -hmm. because of flooding and stuff but uh yeah no it's we were nice down there north the end week. too because north end is flat yeah. south end by the campground dude it's like yeah it's just hills and valleys man yeah it's, it's it's a workout yeah so i don't know man just so but yeah that's partially why i started doing it in the morning to just kind of take a little bit more time with it slow down because like that that would be my biggest thing like if you're getting stressed out or you're getting overwhelmed slow slow down like figure out a time of day to do it where you don't have to rush yourself you can just kind of enjoy you know, me, I'm getting up at five in the morning so I can slow down and do my animals, you mm-hmm. know, and, and start to enjoy it because that, because I feel like that, that will take a lot of the joy out of what you do and everything is if you're constantly rushing because you have other life shit to get done, you know, it's, if you're rushing it, it's just gonna, you're gonna grow to not enjoy it like you do. So slow down and, you know, take so time, yeah, take time to smell the snake poop. I'm kind of the opposite. Like in the mornings, I'm like super pumped and super jazzed to get stuff done and then come like four o'clock i'm like yeah i want to go no home. I yeah go to bed and i'm over it like no i'm with you like but that that's like kind of how that's like, that's how i'm that's how i'm trying to get though like so i can do you know be amped in the morning get my stuff done so i can chill like after work you know because you know nobody wants to admit it but it sucks having to clean 30 snakes when you get home from yeah. you know eight to ten hour day of work like it it sucks you know so that's why i'm trying to start my day off with archibald snakes. had a big part in that though because he keeps me keeps me young yeah like i gotta wake up and take him out and so it's like i start my day by walking him for a few minutes you know that's usually when i listen to james's podcast reptile gumbo podcast shout out um you know, I just walk him for at least 15 minutes, usually up the street, and then come back, and then I'll come and do whatever I need to do, feed dart frogs, all that stuff, yeah. and then I'll go to work, and, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's nice, but at the same time, I do get into, like, this sort of groundhog day, which, I don't know if you're familiar with that movie, but Bill Murray gets stuck in the same day over and over again, oh, yeah. and so I call it Groundhog Syndrome. And I get into that a lot, actually, where it's like my days become so routine that every day sometimes feels the same. But the magazine has yeah. been nice with that, too, because it's like there's something new I have to work on. But at the same time, it's like 
go to work, work on the magazine, watch movies, work on the magazine some more, play Candy Crush, <laughs> go home, go to bed, wake up, do it again. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just it, it gets... It yeah. does get life. That, life gets like that, and that's where I was saying, you know, when it, you know, it's it's okay to be like that, but once it starts, like it starts bothering you, like do something to break the monotony of it. Like if you're fine doing that, then one hundred percent. But if somebody else has gone into that routine, they're like, "This is driving me crazy." Figure out a way to break it. Come up with a different a different schedule. Change it up. Take a freaking vacation. Which, yeah, like Daytona could, that weekend could not get here fast enough, man. Yeah, it's really looking like I'm not going to be able to go. So, I think we've all kind of come to terms with that. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. It'll be cool. I mean, like, me and Phil were talking about it. Like, even if the show is... I'm still very curious as to how they're going to make that happen. Um, but even if it ends up being a thing where they're only letting a certain amount of people in at a time, like... I'm kind of okay if I just go in there and wander around for an hour and a half, two hours... And then just go back to the hotel and just chill. Yeah. Like, even if they cancel the show altogether, like, me and Phil were like, we're still going down there. Yeah. And we're still hanging out. Like, yeah. It's vacation nonetheless, you know. Yeah. That's kind of what I want to go for anyways, is just to hang with everybody. Yeah, and I mean, that's why I wanted to go. And, like, it. The show's just kind of a nice sucks, bonus at this point. You know, yeah, I've gone to Daytona. That was three years in a row, you know, and it's. Everybody keeps asking me about it. And like, to be honest, I just don't want to talk about it because, like, I'm so pissed. Like, I really, I really, really want to go. And it, I, I hate that, you know, to be honest, it's mostly work, you know, work, especially getting the new job. I'm going to yeah. be on probation. You know, I can't, I can't go. You know, hopefully, getting the new job, at least I'm up for the new job. You know, I can't risk having to not be there for mm-hmm. two weeks because if they find out I went to Florida, then that they'll quarantine me. And yeah. It's. It's going to be interesting. It's a whole thing. I don't know. So. I mean, at, at the very least, if they end up canceling the whole thing, then I have, like, four days off. You know? It's like staycation. Yeah. Hell, if they cancel it, I may end up just seeing if I can go down to P.N. Cody's and be like, I'll, gotcha. I'll clean cages for four days. I don't yeah. I just want to get out of, you know, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. <clears throat> You know what else I've been thinking about a lot lately is like people who are who are like I'm I'm excited for to see what they do in the hobby in the next like couple years because you think about like Justin Wilbanks who as I'm sure many of you know he passed away about a month ago um, he produced some awesome condros like he was producing awesome condros and consistently yeah. Uh, and talking to Mark Huffman the other night about him and stuff because they were really good buddies, um, he had a good point of like Justin's probably one of very few people who had like a hundred percent hatch rate consistently mm. across his clutches. Like very few people can say that 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 that's yeah. the case. And he produced some really nice stuff, but he was on the verge like with what he had, like waiting. That was a couple years out, like waiting in the yeah. wings, like. Dude, like he was, he was on trajectory to be, like, top dog with some of the stuff he <laughs> took had, the words man. out of my mouth. Top oh. dog, and it, it kills me. But it also has me thinking about like who else is, you know, sort of like Andy, you know, Andy Middleton when he starts producing stuff like with oh, his yeah. Contra collection and whatnot. Like, dude, oh yeah, it's he's gonna knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. 
and just with all the stuff he does man it's i know we talked about it you know what was it last week we talked about mm-hmm. him for a minute yeah with all the stuff he's doing man you know technology wise he's y'all watch out that's, yeah. that's all i gotta say man is like i feel like we could almost do a whole show about that and just sort of the the people that i i know will do like produce great stuff and and whatnot and yeah unfortunately you know the thing happening with justin and stuff uh yeah sort of was what sort of made me think about it all and it's been tough he was you know i was closer to him than you know, it was pretty much him, Brian Fisher, Luke, and David that I talked to the most, Condra was. Yeah. You know, and it's like I was going through our messages back and forth to one another because I was trying to get a quote for, we did a memorial piece on him in the next issue. Um, so I wanted to find a quote or something I could put in there with my little piece about him and reading through all the messages and stuff, man, it was, it was, it was a bummer. Like it was, it, yeah. it made me laugh and it made me smile because we sent each other some really stupid shit, but <laughs> It was also yeah. like, oh, man, it sucks. Like, it hurts, it's, man. It's sad. And, yeah. You know, it was, he was 30. It's like the same age as me. He was literally like a, maybe a year or so older. Yeah. It's like, dude. And that's why, I, I mean, I made that, like, contingency yeah, plan thing, yeah. which I, I plan to print, and your name will be on it with Billy and Phil, I'm sure. And, Thanks, buddy. I mean, anybody who's interested in that, basically, if you haven't, I posted it everywhere. So if you're unfamiliar with it, basically, it's this form I made. It's not really a will, per se. I I, I equate it more to like a bite protocol almost. Yeah. Like if something happens to you tomorrow. Yeah. Like say something happened to you, yeah. which God forbid. Yeah. Um, you'd have basically this, this form, this packet of information that basically says... Here's what I want you to do with my animals. Here's who I want you to either sell them to. Here's how I want you to take care of them. If you have somebody locally, like the first per like as far as getting them taken care of, like first person on the list, like this is the person you talk to about making sure they're taken care of while you're all dealing with the chaos, right? right? And then there's the section that's like, here's who I want you to sell them to. And then there's a list. There's a do not sell to list on there, which it sucks that I had to put that on there, but yeah. I know you know, and I know that you know, like, there's people that you, I know you would, you would prefer didn't have your animals. Oh, yeah. You know, you wouldn't want me to just take them and wholesale them to somebody, like some store somewhere, you know? So there's a list on there for that. Um, Then there's, like, a inventory table, so you have, like, um, the ID or ID number, uh, the sex, the common name, the scientific name. And that's just so there's no confusion, because, you know, common names could be anything. Uh, you know, if it's venomous or not. Right. Uh, like, the value, like, estimated value. So, if it's a snake that's worth, you know, if you were to sell it tomorrow, yeah, it would be worth X. Uh, and then there's, like, uh, an initial section for the beneficiary. So, you can tell, like, you or there's a section for a specified beneficiary, and then the initial section for that, so that the person that's supposed to get that has acknowledged, like... This is what it's going to sell for. You're the one who's in charge of doing that. And then with the section of, like, people you'd, you'd want to sell to, there's a section where you can just, like, write the name of the... If it's just one person, like, say something happened to me, I'd be like, just just give them all to Jake. 
Like there's a section where you can write that instead of yeah. having a couple names. Um, there's a sec- like another table for like hardware inventory. So if you have a bunch of cages and racks and thermostats and stuff, you can write all that down. I got gotcha. you. Um, and so I've made it a PDF and it's free for download on the. Uh, it's in the Herpeticulture Magazine group on Facebook, but it's also on the website. Um, I've pinned that post to the top of the the magazine page, so it's not hard to find. But yeah, according to Travis Wyman, who messaged me recently earlier before we were just getting started, um, some of the autofill things are kind of squirrely, so I got to go back and look at it. But that's just something there. I know talking to you know talking to Mark Huffman. He said something like that would have made this whole process with Justin's collection a lot easier. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, obviously it was sudden and it wasn't planned. Yeah. There wasn't... No one knew it was coming. No one knew it was happening. Like, you know. So Mark was like... He hasn't really been active in the Chondro community for a while. Like, he's always kind of lurked. Like, he's... He actually thinned out a good bit of his collection not that long ago. And so he's like... I don't know. Like, I kind of know what he was selling them for. He's yeah. like, I wouldn't have, like, I don't know if he would have wanted me to just give them to people. Right. I don't know if he would have wanted me to just sell them, you know? So I was, I was telling them how, you know, on the podcast or he had heard it on the podcast about how we were talking about it, you know, that episode with, uh, Travis, you know, after it had mm. happened. And, uh, <clears throat> I was like, well, that's, that's easy enough to put together. That's not, that's not a hard thing to throw together. And, yeah. So originally I was going to make it like a legal document where if anybody tried to do anything otherwise than what was on that document, like, yeah, it got axed because it's not, it's a legal document. But right. in talking to Rob Stone, who's an attorney and Corey Martin, who's also an attorney, um, basically Corey was saying like, because the notary laws, cause to make a legal document, you have to have a notary sign it. <coughs> um, because of the, the laws vary so much from state to state, it's hard to have like a concrete, right. like one size fits all sort of legal document. So. Yeah. But Rob also said, you know, it being a formal document, like as is, you know, a lot of courts say there was something, um, like it could be fought, but at the same time, like the court's going to divert to that because it is a document that right. says, here's what you want to do. So it's not really a will, like it kind of is and kind of isn't, but basically it's just meant to be, um, you know, you have it, you print it out, you put all your names down, and then you show your, your spouse or whatever, girlfriend, friends, whatever. Like, this is what's going to happen if something happens to me. And it sucks. Like, no one no one wants to talk yeah, about no it. no one wants to have that conversation. But I don't really look at it as a negative. Yeah. Like, so like you said, a hurricane prep of sorts. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd sleep better knowing that if something happened to me, Katie would know exactly who to talk to. Yeah. And that I know that you and Billy and Phil and whoever else would, would handle that and make sure that yeah. everything went where I wanted it to go. And yeah. And there's also actually a section where if you do sell animals, like the financial beneficiaries, like the proceeds from whatever is sold, go to this person right. in a certain, like in an order, like one, two, three, four, five, like in this order, proceeds go to X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, and I mean, you right. could break it down even further and be like, you know, if you sell it, whoever I had labeled to sell it could sell it for 10%. They get 10% of whatever they sell, you know, right. whatever. I mean, you can do whatever you want with it. But basically, it's just there so people can use it to make sure that if something happens to them, their collection is going to the right people and not being, you know, just, you don't have someone coming yeah. in saying, oh, I'll give you 
you know, five grand for all these chondros or, yeah. you know, all these snakes or lizards or whatever. Yeah. And I, unfortunately, like those vultures do exist. Yeah. And I think that right there is, you know, I think it's something that, you know, what some of us may take for granted, but like, that's why I love the friend group that we have, because like, if any, if any, God forbid anything happened to me, you, Billy, Phil, Ryan, Carly, you know, any, yeah, any yeah. of those people, it's like, you know, we 100% have mm -hmm. their, their backs, like for, you know, as far as the animals go, like, you know, cause like, I, I know, you know, without a doubt, like if something happened to me, you know, my significant other would know to contact you. And then I would know, I would be able to leave knowing that you can look at my list and look at my paper and know what's what, and then 100% follow through with mm -hmm. what's being left behind. You know, it's one of those things. And I know you would abide by that. I know Billy and Phil would both abide by that, you know, it just and eliminates just, all the confusion. It eliminates yeah. the, well, I want to sell them. And then you have someone else who says, well, I want half. Like yeah. I won't have the collection, but the family's saying I want to sell. You know, like yeah, exactly. And it's I like, mean, that's not ha that didn't happen in any specific scenario. That didn't happen with Justin or anything like that. No. But if it's you think about it, and I mean, I, like I was telling Rob and Corey, like the only time I see it really getting messy legally is when you're dealing with a very high value collection, right? You know, like say someone has Bo Ellens or something, right? Or they have a very high volume collection, like they have so many snakes that it's worth a lot of money, and you got some, you know, say there's dysfunction in your family or something, and someone's like. You know, maybe your parents are divorced or something. Right. Um, you know, you don't have people... There's not a tug of war for the financials right. of that. And even then, there is a disclaimer at the top that basically says, like, this is not a legal document. If you want it to be a legal document, con you know, get a hold of a lawyer, take this to them, and kind of go from there. Right. Because, um, like I was saying, the will laws and stuff vary from state to state. They're not all the same. Um, you know, some will hold more weight than others as far as the notary thing and getting that signed and... So it's just there, you know, it's, and yeah. I, the response has been really good too. I've had a lot of people who were like, this is actually a really good idea. This yeah, is really no, smart. It's, yeah. Um, and it's just, it's seeing, you know, all the stuff that, that, you know, Mark and Justin's family and stuff has been going through with all of it. It's like, they don't, I mean, does your family know anything about your collection and how much is worth or anything like that or who it should go to? I, I had a conversation with my, my girlfriend, Amanda, uh, the other week actually you know we were talking it, it was actually before anything happened to will mm -hmm. Banks. i spoke to her and i was like look like if anything were to happen to me like i gave her you know that she knows you obviously you're yeah and you, i know you would be, by default yeah be the first person it, it, you know it's you know we're local it's right. you know the for because we would be the go-tos for taking care of them you know because like i'm sure bill and philly i know they would bill, bill and philly, philly. <laughs> 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 Billy and Phil, I know, like, they would drop everything and get here as soon as they could to mm -hmm. help out however they could. And I know they would do the same if something happened to me. You know, they would help you in any way right. they could. But it's not one of those things I could expect them to come that day. But I would have to but know I mean, what to do. Even then, like, Katie, something happens to me. Katie calls you. You're yeah. still, like, there's a bunch of conjures in there. You probably don't know what they should be sold for. I have, like I have, you have a an rough, idea, but I, but I, the least I know I could take care of them. Like I may right. not, you have everything set. Like I could feed them. I could, you know how I could take care of them until I got them out. But like, like roughly in the situation yeah. where if I said sell them, like for you to kind of do what Mark didn't have to guess, but to not know exactly what he should be doing with them. 
to eliminate that is also less stressful. Oh, yeah. then you're no, like... 100%. I don't want to give them away, but I don't want to sell them for nothing. You know? Yeah. Like, there's, you know, there's bills involved, like funeral costs and stuff like right. that. You know, you want to cover that and you want to help it with that, but it's just this whole thing just makes the whole process a lot smoother, yeah. I think, and it's it's wise, and I mean, I got it knocked out in a day, uh, and I'm going to print mine probably this weekend and fill it out and and stuff like that, and I'll print one out for you if you want to, yeah. but uh, I also made it, like, the tables for the inventory of, like, animals and hardware, those are on their own page, so if you need to print more of those pages, you can. Yeah. Um, you know, some people probably have massive collections where they're like, I'm just going to write yeah sell everything or give everything away whatever and that and that's also an option like if you have one of those bigger collections like find somebody that's willing to pay like legit like if if you have a collection worth that Mm -hmm. much something like 50 grand if somebody can walk in give you 50 grand for every damn thing in that room let them do it you know that can be a part of it you know or because like for me i would have certain animals that like I want this to go to Justin for free. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. is these are yeah. his animals. These are Billy's animals. Phil gets these. The rest have them sell and then you know give them a portion for selling and then yeah, put the rest just cover towards. shipping costs or whatever. Yeah, you know it, it's just simple things like that. You know, ideally I would have it where you guys just chose what you wanted to keep that was yours. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know from from me like that's my gift to you. You know, and then the rest you know sell off and then and as you know, Corey was saying. You know, obviously, it doesn't matter how old you are. You know, if you're an if you're an adult, young adult, like you should have a will. You don't have to be old to have a will. You don't yeah, have to be on no. your deathbed to have a will. It's smart to have one. And me and Katie yeah. actually have been talking about we need to get one made because now that we have the house and stuff, yeah, like it matters. You know, yeah. and so it's not like I said, this document isn't meant to be a will. It's meant to help in the event that something happens. It's like an in case of emergency. Here's who you need to get right. in contact. Here's what you want to happen. Um, but obviously, if you want it to be under full legal protection, like get a will, talk to a lawyer, figure out how to get it somehow yeah. tied into that. Um, some wills, I think, when I was looking at some of the templates to make this one, which it is made from a template that I just kind of adjusted and tweaked as necessary. Uh, there was a section about pets that said, like, I want so much money to go towards taking care of my dog like here's who's going to take my dog whatever so i mean like yeah. that stuff is taken into consideration already but it's a little different when you're dealing with a collection of 40 yeah. you know or however many snakes and lizards or herps right so, just something to think about like i said it's uh it's really wise and as pia says an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure yeah so i hope it helps yeah but we're an hour 40, buddy. So this was actually a good one. I yeah. was kind of worried. I was like, man, we're going to have no, shit this I episode. We, I think we rolled on pretty well. We did it. Yeah. But this episode was brought to you by Steve Snakesuary and MP Cages and Exotics. Get that venom hot sauce from Steve. Get them cages and racks. Carly from just Sean. got a very oh. large cage from, from Sean, Ooh. and it is awesome. It's sexy. It's it very good looking. It is a very nice cage. I really like the shelf that he put in there, mm-hmm. but it looked really wide, and I like that. Yep. So, then, uh, yeah, it looks really nice, really sleek. Carly loves it. Guarantee you, you'll love it too when you go buy yourself yeah, one. Yeah, I need to get some snakes sold so I can get yeah. one for the male brettles and. Sort of, I'm trying to get as much space out of my room as I can. Yeah. Um, if I want to do more and get get, you know, 
Like the Jance and I are eventually going to have to go in there somewhere, and Katie wants the Luca Mellis tank out of the bedroom. Yeah. So I just need to convert this and call it. Life would be a lot easier. Yeah. Imagine, dude. Even if we ended up cutting off a section over here to make our bathroom bigger. Yeah. Like, that's enough room. That's more. Yeah. That's plenty. Like, I, I really mean, wouldn't want much more than that. Yeah. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, man. We'll see. Yeah, I got to. But Sean will be the man I'll be talking to when I, whenever that oh, yeah. does happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm planning on getting another. I'm, I'm planning on sending him some babies for another rack. Then I've got two more. I need another hatchling rack so I can actually safely do two clutches next next season, if not three. And uh, yeah. yeah. I'm starting to get some cages and slow rolling slow process need some bigger racks i i've got i need like one of each now i need a bigger one similar to a v70 but Mm -hmm. taller i need a six core and i need a 1532 you know what that rack that i have from you that really deep one is that a v70 it's equivalent technically that's a 41 core but a v70 is the same like that footprint almost so awkward yeah you can't put it anywhere you can't put it against a wall yeah they're really long that it sticks out like a million feet yeah that, then, yeah they, they, i like it but it's just like god there's I, yeah. there's no good place for this like yeah it's, it's our, on top of something my room is it's set up kind of nice because like it's like they're all the walls are flat except where the windows are there's yeah. like a little cut in for the windows so i slid it on the edge of that and it cuts out some of the but yeah, they're they're kind so of. I was bulky. like, man, this thing's awesome. And then I put it in my room. I was like, Doesn't this is fit awkward. Anywhere, this yeah. Is really weird. No, I ha- <clears throat> I had the same issue. Yeah. But once you find like a good spot, like, and it, it, they're one of those like you'd have to make like a wall of them to make it look kind of uniform yeah. almost, you know. But yeah, they stick out quite a bit. Like if I had like two or three of those stacked, that'd be one thing. But like having yeah. a lone one just kind of on the floor yeah. and it's all of like what two feet tall. Yeah, it's only a three stack, yeah. but it's like, yeah, it works. Anyways, this episode, episode ninety, man, that's blowing my mind. Yeah, I love like it. A hundred, a hundred episodes is a hundred weeks. Yeah. THP. So, we will holler at y'all next yeah. week. Appreciate it. Appreciate y'all for listening. Mm-hmm. Listening to us preach. Sometimes I don't like to get too preachy. No, I feel like we didn't get preachy today. Uh, we I just don't, I don't think we get too preachy very often. No. But every now and then, I'm like... We jump on a soapbox. Like, all right, it's going down. <laughs> People can do whatever they want. Everything we're saying is merely a suggestion. Yeah. So. Anyways. Thank you all. See you all next week. Deuces.